If you have a website, you're likely familiar with search engine optimization or SEO. It's how you optimize your website to show up on search engines like Google. Now, in today's episode, I'm starting at the very beginning of optimizing your website for search. So if you already have a bit of knowledge on SEO, this episode may not be for you, but it could be a great refresher if you've been slacking a little on your website's optimization. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Clocking In Podcast the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com. Plus, you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. We're getting a little technical in today's episode. We're talking all about search engine optimization. We're just covering the basics in this episode because there are so many things that go into SEO that we can't cover them all in just one episode. Now, there are actually a number of tools that I use in my business, but I'm not going to mention all of them in today's episode because I don't want to overwhelm anyone. But if you listen to this episode and want me to dive deeper into tools and strategy, I'd love to hear from you and I can definitely do a follow-up episode. So what exactly is search engine optimization? Basically, it's your website's way of communicating what the content of your website is all about to search engines like Google and Bing. In putting an effort into optimizing your website's search data, you're helping better tell Google what you should rank for. So with a background in the digital side of the ad agency world, I was able to learn a bit about SEO. I worked on content strategies and optimizations of websites and blogs for years. I didn't necessarily focus solely on SEO, but I learned a ton about it, which came in handy when I was working on my own website. Now, many small businesses don't take a ton of time to optimize their website for search because they do rely heavily on referrals or social media marketing to grow their business, which is totally fine. And if this is you, I want you to consider how many potential leads you're missing out on in your business because you're not showing up when someone searches for what you do on Google. So before I jump into the hows and the whats of optimizing your website, I do want to share a little data from my own website to help convey this message. Now, I'm a small business that offers photography, studio rental, and podcast production for my clients. And these are three very different services with very different audiences. And in addition to that, two of those services require my clients to be local, and one is on a national level. So for the most part, the photography and studio content on my website does really well to drive traffic to my business because I am on a local level. Since expanding the podcast production side of my business this year, I've been working on a content strategy to really hone in on the content I create to help improve my website's SEO so that I can rank for podcast-related keyword searches not only in my area, but on a national level. So let's talk about what my numbers look like for Q1 of this year when it comes to search engine optimization. So from January 1st to March 31st of this year, my website showed up in Google searches almost 12,900 times. From that, 295 people clicked on my website from Google. That was 295 potential clients. So let's talk about what my most popular keywords are that I ranked for. The first one is photography studio rental. The second is Chattanooga headshots. And the third is photography studios near me. 
If I continue down the list of key phrases that I ranked for, most of them are slight variations of these three. And I ranked for all three of these based on my SEO, but also based on where the searcher was looking, which was Chattanooga. When I launched the studio, I wanted to be number one in my area, which was slightly easy because there weren't too many studios actively marketing rentals to other photographers. Then when I started shooting headshots more and created my monthly headshots in the studio date, I knew I wanted to rank for headshots and branding sessions as well. So I optimized my website content for headshots in my area. Now I'm actively working to build out my podcast content to really rank up on Google because on a national scale, there's so much more competition than trying to rank only on a local scale. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't try. So since launching my podcast and the blog content, I've already booked a couple of clients who have found me on Google and also downloaded my free resources. So now let's dive into a few steps that you can take to better optimize your website for search engine optimization or SEO. So the first thing is to use a tool like Yoast. A lot of website programs have placeholders for your website metadata built in and Yoast is a tool that will help guide you. I personally use WordPress for my website platform, which allows you to use a Yoast plugin. So if you're on WordPress, I highly recommend you use a tool like Yoast. So before I lose anyone who's brand new to search engine optimization, I wanna review a few things that I just mentioned. So the first is a reminder of what SEO stands for, search engine optimization. Basically optimizing your website for search engines. The second is metadata. These are the text-based components of your website that communicate with Google. So the next thing I want you to do is plan out what keywords and key phrases you actually want to rank for. An easy one was Chattanooga Photography Studio or Chattanooga Headshot Photographer. And I know this because that's what my clients are searching for. But think through what your potential clients would be searching for if they were looking for your products or services and write down all of these potential words. Then let's compare those to the pages of your website and what would work best for each of those pages, starting with your homepage services, basically all of the primary pages of your website, and then we'll get into blogs shortly. In addition to this, I will go over a few tools that will help you nail down exactly what keywords you should be trying to rank for when we get to the content strategy portion of this episode. You'll also want to update the metadata of your website on the pages, the posts, and images. After you've done a little bit of keyword planning, I want you to start updating the metadata within Yoast or whatever your website builder has incorporated already. As a reminder, metadata is a text-based component of your site that communicates with Google. So these include title, description, alt text, and more like header tags, but today we'll focus mostly on updating the title, description, and alt text. The title is what shows up in blue on Google and is what most people read first in Google searches. The description is the text that shows up under that and allows both Google and the searcher to know what the page is about and if it serves what they're looking for. The alt text is what describes the images on your page and is important not only for Google, but also accessibility for screen readers. 
Now in tools like Yoast, you'll have a spot for a keyword or a key phrase. And Google isn't necessarily using this for ranking, but Yoast is using it to help you measure how well you've incorporated this word throughout your page and the meta description, title, and alt text of your web page. When you've completed, you'll receive a ranking for that keyword or phrase within Yoast, and you're gonna want this to be green. I recommend having that keyword somewhere in the beginning of your meta title and your description, along with throughout the content of your web page. So I do wanna throw in one more little caveat here. Every single page you'll want to rank for a separate keyword, even if it's supportive of other pages on your site. So for every page that you have on your website, you will have meta descriptions, titles, keywords, alt text to update on it. Now let's use my headshots and branding photos page on my website as an example. And if you wanna look through this while I'm going over it, it's gaffincreative.com slash headshots. Most of my branding clients actually start as headshot clients and I give them the option of upgrading to a branding photo shoot. So I'm trying to rank for headshots or Chattanooga headshot photographer. So the meta title of this page is Headshots for Professionals in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Then I have a break symbol and then Gaffin Creative. This allows the focus to be on the service while still including my brand name for potential clients to see in search rankings. The meta description of that page is headshots and branding photos are an important visual element of your personal brand. Enter Haley Gaffin, a Chattanooga headshot and branding photographer. So the reason I've written it this way is I've included headshots, branding photos, personal brand, my name Haley Gaffin, and Chattanooga headshot and branding photographer, which are all keywords that I want to rank for within my meta description. That doesn't mean I'm going to rank for every single one of them, but it's supporting each and every position of that headshot keyword that I want. Then throughout the page, you'll see these words being used pretty much everywhere. Then I've also formatted all of my images for web and titled them all with some variation of this phrase. So like Chattanooga headshot photographer, Chattanooga branding photographer, headshots in Chattanooga, Tennessee, headshot studio in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Making these updates has brought me dozens of inquiries each month, allowing me to sell out almost every month for my headshots in the studio date that I have to book some of them for my higher rate headshots or for my branding photo session. So basically my headshots in the studio date is one day a month where you can book to get a discounted rate. And it's like a mini session marathon where basically you just get the discount for doing it the day that I'm hosting it. So I don't have to set up everything over and over and over again versus my regular headshot sessions, which are a higher rate but the exact same service. Or in addition to that, I also offer the branding sessions, which allows them to upgrade and get more images, more headshots, and it's better for social media content. And a lot of people don't realize that that's what they actually want. For these, I'm really not doing a ton of marketing for these sessions. They're all coming organically or through referrals that I've set up within my market. So take this exercise of reviewing the meta title description and alt text throughout every page of your website, or at least the main pages. And we'll worry about posts here shortly. So now let's dive into developing a content plan and strategy for your SEO efforts. We'll talk really high level here as I don't want to take up too much of your time or overwhelm you with too many tasks from this episode on SEO. So your blog content and podcast content, if you're a podcaster, can help support your efforts on your website's SEO. 
That's actually a main strategy point I explained to my podcast clients on why they need a section of their website dedicated to their podcast. Because creating content helps support the messaging of your website as a whole and is helpful to Google's website crawlers. Imagine your website like a spider web where everything is connected in some way within your website. You want Google crawlers and your potential clients to be able to move through your website to find the content that will help serve them or serve your potential audience. So consider what content you could write about or talk about on your podcast that will help pull up higher rankings on Google search engines. For example, many wedding photographers will highlight vendors or venues more specifically to help them rank when they're when people are searching for wedding planning inspiration in their local market or looking at how people decorate venues, etc. For myself, I'm creating content around common questions that people who are wanting to start a podcast are looking for or asking, and I'm sourcing this content in two ways. The first is I'm talking to my potential clients. What do they want to know? And I actually talked about this in last week's episode, how to get out of a content creation rut. So the second is by using a tool called Keywords Everywhere. It's a Chrome plugin that allows you to see how much monthly volume a keyword has in your country, followed by related keywords and a section titled People Also Searched For. So that's called Keywords Everywhere. And this is also how I titled this episode. So let me give you a walkthrough of what this looks like for myself. My first variation of this episode was going to be titled something along the lines of five things to look for in your website's SEO. When I Googled different variations of that, the number of searches wasn't great. It was pretty much at zero for everything. That doesn't mean it's not being searched. It's just not actively, consistently being searched. So then I Googled optimizing my website for search engines, which had 30 searches per month. Then after planning out most of the content of the episode, I started the process over as I knew that I wanted it to be very beginner level in the title for it to tell the reader or listener that that's what it is. So I came across Beginner's Guide to SEO, which had 440 searches per month. So what I decided to do was title it Beginner's Guide to SEO, Optimizing Your Website for Search Engines. And this helps better explain to people who aren't familiar with the term SEO or search engine optimization, but also helps encourage better ranking on Google for the content of my episode. Now, what I typically do for my podcast and SEO audit clients is I help them navigate their titles based on this keyword research. Additionally, I ensure that when I'm uploading their content to the website, I'm optimizing all of the metadata for search engines, in addition to creating show notes that help guide search engines to better understand what the content of the page is about. This is also a great opportunity for you to show how you can use your podcast transcripts to help improve SEO. I've created a blog post titled Three Reasons You Should Transcribe Your Podcast, and I'll link that to the show notes in case you've been toying with the idea of transcribing your podcast episodes. So ask yourself today, what kind of content would my audience be interested in learning about while also considering what they're searching for on Google? There are so many strategies and ways that you can explore developing content to improve your website's SEO based on your services and what you do for your clients. Now that we've covered the basics, I'd love to hear what optimizations you have been missing on your website that this episode helped you uncover. But then I'd also love to hear what questions this episode encouraged you to ask about your own content strategies or lack thereof. 
Because while I've worked in this space since 2013 and have known the importance of search engine optimization, I'm just now really optimizing my website because I recently expanded a new service in my business to take on more clients. It's never too late to get started and test out new ways to grow your business while also serving your audience. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I'd love to know if you want me to dive deeper into this topic on future episodes. So make sure you head over to Instagram and shoot me a DM at Haley Gaffin, H-A-Y-L-E-E-G-A-F-F-I-N, and I'd love to talk more about what you want to know about search engine optimization and improving your website. This has been another episode of the Clocking In Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, clocking out. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end of the episode again. As you know, every week I cheer for a new friend. So this week, I am cheering for my new friend, Myrna Deremy, who's a speaker, educator, and advisor on inclusivity, accessibility, and digital optimization. I was connected with Myrna through a dear friend and client when we hopped on an Instagram live room when it first launched, where you could have multiple people in a room at a time. This Thursday, Myrna and I will be going live on Instagram for her Tech Translation Thursday Talks at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And I would love to see you there. Make sure you tune in on Thursday and cheer us on.